0: Well, good evening, folks, and uh, wonderful to see you all out this evening, even though uh, quite a few people are sick, and we'll be making mention of those just a little bit later. And we welcome those that are listening in, and we do pray the Lord has a blessing for us. Let's ask the Lord's blessing on his word in prayer. Let's pray. Our gracious God and our loving Heavenly Father, again we give thee thanks for the Wednesday evening prayer time. And Father, as we have gathered together in thy house, we do pray, Lord, that each and every one of us might raise our prayers up unto thee. And, Father, may it be that as you would have the opening air, uh, we would pray that you would indeed bless and answer according to your own great will. Father, I do pray you just undertake for this short study in thy word and just bless it to our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <coughs> this is the prayer meeting. And I thought tonight, well, we would look at a subject on prayer. And uh, one of the marks of, uh, I I think, true conversion is that of praying to God. Uh, That's one of the privileges we've been given. And a great example of this is recorded in Acts chapter 9 and verses 10 and 11. You don't need to turn around, I'll just read it to you. And there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias, and he said, Behold, I am here, Lord. And the Lord said unto him, Arise, and go into the street which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus, for behold he prayeth behold he prayeth and uh, of course uh, Saul of Tarsus, whose name was changed to Paul was saved and the word of God says behold he prayeth by being a very religious person as he was uh, he would have prayed many times before I'm sure he would have prayed often, but it is doubtful if he really prayed and prevailed before God. So I want to look at a few things in relation to prayer. First of all, it is a Christian privilege. Now, prayer has always been a privilege, but you know, some today seem to treat this privilege of prayer As a right. And as such, I have seen, and I'm sure you have as well, especially when we look at the TV evangelists and so forth, but they seem to come into God's presence in a very flippant way. They are very flippant as they come before the throne of grace. Now, we must always remember that we are coming before the high and lofty one that inhabiteth eternity eternity whose name is holy Isaiah 57 15 tells us that and we have a great privilege of prayer 1 Peter 2 and verse 5 says to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. So it is a privilege to be able to pray. I don't know if you've ever thought about it, but uh, as a Christian, and as you get down before the Lord to pray, have you thanked him for the privilege? Remember, we are human. He is God Almighty, the Creator, the Holy One of eternity. And we have been given the privilege of speaking to him in prayer. What a privilege. But the Lord encourages us to pray. It is certainly a privilege to engage in prayer, but it is our Lord Jesus Christ that encourages us to pray. Luke chapter 18 and verse 1 says this, Men ought always to pray and not to faint. Now this was the introductory comment, if you like, to the parable or the story of the widow who came to an unjust judge. You remember it well. Uh, he he got annoyed because she kept coming back, and she received her answer because of her importunity. Now, for you young people, importunity means persistence, kept on keeping on. Uh, Luke chapter 18 and verse 5 says, Yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. Now when one reads the rest of that portion of scripture, we see that it is teaching us not to give up. It is teaching us to prevail in our prayers before the throne of grace. Don't give up. And I know I've said this before, but down in Benilla and down in Croydon many years ago, we prayed for out of camper year after year after year. And then one day there was a, a meeting, and Peter Riccardi was the speaker. And I remember. The tears that flowed whenever Adolf walked the aisle. Never give up on your prayers. Isn't it an amazing indication of His grace that the Lord desires to hear our prayers? The Lord desires to hear us pray to Him. Jeremiah 33 and verse three. Not turn to it, but it says, "Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and many things." which thou knowest not. So God wants us to pray. God wants us to call onto him. And then I noticed a very kind of obscure verse. So bear with me. I have been going through Song of Solomon. I've been uh, doing a study on it again. I've done it many times. But in Song of Solomon, chapter 2, and verse 14, listen, it's very interesting. It says, O my dove, that art in the clefts of the rock in the secret places of the stairs let me see thy countenance let me hear thy voice for sweet is thy voice and thy countenance is comely and this of course was said by the bridegroom to the bride let me see you let me hear you. Let me hear thy voice, the bridegroom says to the bride. So the Lord encourages us to pray. And God the Father expects us to pray. He wants to hear our voice. The Father desires our prayers. Now it's interesting to note that because we are sons of God and jointers with Christ We are seated in heavenly places. New Testament teaches that. Ephesians 2 verse 6. And hath raised us up together and made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And as believers in Christ Jesus, the Lord himself showed us by example how to address the father yes we're seated in heavenly places yes we're sons of god yes we're joint heirs with god and we're uh, lifted high as it were but the lord himself shows us and a by example how to address the father now we haven't got time this evening uh to turn to a lot of these scriptures but in john chapter 12 and verse 28 it says father glorify thy name in John 17, verse 1, it says, Father, the hour is come. In Luke twenty two forty two, 42, Father, if I be willing. Luke 23, 34, Father, forgive them. Luke 23, 46, Father, into thy hands I commit thy spirit. And so the Lord Jesus Christ shows us that it is in a sense of awe and reverence that we approach the throne of grace. As I said, it turns my stomach inside out when I see the flippant way that some people go before God in prayer. The Word of God, folks, teaches us to do all things decently and in order. Now, teaching his disciples how to pray, he said, After this manner pray ye, our Father. And so we need to address God as our Father. We as believers can hardly go astray by following the Lord's example. Now Paul also used the same terminology. Please turn to Ephesians chapter 14. And we'll just turn to a few of these scriptures this evening. Not not too many, but uh, Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 14. It says this, For this cause... I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now look over to Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 20. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 20. Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And again, Peter does the same thing, just about. Please turn to Peter, first Peter chapter one, and verse seventeen. And verse 17 says this, and if ye call on the Father, who without respect of persons judges according to every man's work, pass the time of your sojourning here in fear. So there is a way to speak to God. It's a privilege and the Father desires our prayers. Now, the Holy Spirit expedites our prayers. When we get saved, we are indwelt by the Holy Spirit. Now, please turn to Galatians chapter 4, Galatians chapter 4 and verse 6. Galatians chapter 4 and verse 6 says this, And because ye are sons... God has sent forth the spirit of his Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Now please turn back to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8 and verses 14 to 16. It says here, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba Father. Or we cry, Abba Father. The spirit of self-birth, witness with our spirit, that we are the children of God. Now, Romans chapter 8 and verse 26, just down a bit. Likewise. "'The Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, "'for we know not what we should pray as we ought, "'but the Spirit maketh intercession for us "'with groanings which cannot be uttered.'" The Spirit expedites our prayers. This is why we cry, Abba, Father. The Apostle Paul exhorts us to pray. Paul, over and over again in his epistles, exhorts the believer to pray. And because of this, he is teaching us that prayer is an essential part of the Christian life. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 says this, Be careful for nothing, or don't worry about things. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Now, i just mention in our few verses, Romans 12, 12 says, continuing in prayer. Ephesians 6, 18 says, praying always. Colossians 4, 2 says, continue in prayer and watch. 1 Thessalonians 5 17 says pray without ceasing 1 Timothy 2 and verse 1 says I exhort therefore that first of all supplications prayers intercessions and giving of thanks be made for all men now especially some of you young people sometimes it's difficult for us to define the difference in some of these words supplications prayers intercessions giving of thanks and to some degree there they are overlapping but a friend of mine an evangelist who is now deceased jim flanagan says this supplication supplication suggests an earnest pleading in view of some particular need. Supplication. An earnest pleading in view of some particular need. Prayers. Appears to be a more general word signifying a communion with God concerning matters of all kind. Intercessions. As a prefix, inter- indicates a making of request on behalf of others, intervening for them in prayer. Giving of thanks, no need to explain. We ought to give thanks for all things that God has given us. It has been helpfully suggested, Jim says, that prayer is a man on his knees. Supplication is a man upon his face. Intercession is a man upon his feet with hands upraised to heaven and giving us thanks is a man seated with his head bowed in sincere gratitude before God. He says, Some have even seen in these four words a suggestion of the four ingredients of the holy incense. Exodus thirty thirty four were Galbanum, Stacti, onycha. And frankincense combine in a sweet fragrance for God's pleasure. Very interesting. Okay, the place of prayer. The Lord says, When ye pray, enter into thy closet. Now, this is good advice. Uh, When we want to engage in private prayer, but the scriptures are full of people who prayed in a variety of places. And as such, we're not confined to any or one certain place. Now, it's wonderful to have a place at home where you can uh, go and spend private prayer times. But our, our Lord hears our prayers anytime, any place. Uh, now, the following is just a short list of examples. It's by no means comprehensive let me just go through it very quickly jacob prayed in a field i'm sure you Ian, as a farmer ex-farmer and others uh, who have been in the field you've prayed i've prayed in the field on my way to go fishing we're in the field and we go down to the river and we pray jacob prayed in the field genesis 28 genesis 32 elijah prayed in a bedroom And I'm sure we've all been, I'm going to say guilty of that, but I'm sure we've all been uh, involved in that, praying in our bedrooms, 1 king 17. Elijah prayed on a mountain. Nehemiah prayed in the king's court. Jonah prayed in the belly of the fish. Habakkuk in the watchtower. The disciples in a boat. Peter while he was sinking in the water. Peter on the housetop. Paul and Silas in prison. Daniel at his window. And you can go through the whole of Scripture and see how the patriarchs, how the prophets, how the men of old prayed and where they prayed and their Scriptures for all of these. And then we have our positions in prayer. Is there a right way or a wrong way or wrong posture in praying no (laughs) there are no wrong postures i'll explain a little bit more about that in a minute but there are wrong motives and wrong attitudes when i say there's no wrong postures i have been in prayer meetings where men have just sat there with their legs outstretched and their arms folded as if they couldn't care less, and they enter into prayer. I just wonder about the attitude. The wrong attitude may dictate a wrong position, which would not be honouring to God. But generally speaking, if one is coming before God in the right attitude of mind, with a proper frame of mind, then any of the following could be adopted as your posture in prayer. Can anybody tell me, we'll make it very, just a minute, can anybody tell me a position that you can pray in? Kneeling, Kneeling. okay, another position. Sitting, another position. Standing. Prostrate. Okay, let me just get good. So we, we do know about the different positions or the postures that you can pray in. And we follow good examples. David kneeled before the Lord, Psalm ninety five and verse six. Solomon kneeled on his knees, one Kings eight, fifty-four. Ezra fell upon his knees, Ezra chapter 9 and verse 5. Daniel kneeled on his knees, Daniel 6 and verse 10. Stephen kneeled down, Acts 7 verse 60. Paul kneeled down, Acts 20 verse 36. The Lord kneeled, Luke 22, 41. Hannah stood. 1 Samuel 1, 26. The Pharisee and the publican stood. Luke chapter 18. The Lord taught us, when ye stand praying. Mark chapter eleven twenty five. Eleazar bowed himself. Genesis 24. Moses and Aaron fell upon their faces. Numbers 16, 22. The leper fell down on his face. Luke chapter 17. The Lord fell on his face. Matthew 26. And David sat before the Lord. And we could go on with many more examples of how and when and the posture of people praying. As proposed earlier. Our attitude of heart is more important than our physical posture. But one must remember, when we enter into the closet, as it were, or fall upon our knees, we must come before a holy God in awe, respect and reverence. And of course, all these things are providing your physically fit illness, and physical conditions may also determine the posture you take in prayer may the lord bless this simple short study to our hearts brother Bernie. thank you